Today on the Agency Broadcast, Cloda and I discuss putting together a checklist to run your workshops with new inbound clients. Welcome everybody to the Agency Broadcast. I am your host, Alex Crum. I am a senior professor on the HubSpot Academy. I was a inbound marketing consultant at HubSpot for a number of years. Then I was a channel consultant on the partner team from before they called it channel consultant and then have since moved over to the HubSpot Academy to work with partners and develop materials for them. Joining me today in the studio is... Cloda Higgins, and I'm a program manager on the agency growth team, specializing in services, having worked with over 200 agencies in HubSpot over the last three and a half years. Welcome, Cloda, as usual. Today, Cloda, you and I are going to talk about one of the first things that you can put forward if you're a partner working with a new client, and that is running an introductory workshop, but also a workshop that you could run again and again with clients as well throughout the length of your relationship with them. Yeah, like workshops should be a fundamental backbone service in your agency. It really, in the pre-sales, in the post-sale, in the onboarding, uh, workshops are fantastic. And we're going to go into a number of reasons they are um, for you um, for, as an agency and for your clients um, for lots of different reasons. So workshops, I always feel, are just like, if you got to think of them like a product, they're like a box you should be able to take off the shelf and package correctly to the client that's looking for them, whatever stage of the process they're involved in. And you really want to bring the clients up to speed and literally include these workshops in the retainers that you sign with the new clients as you get going. Absolutely. Yeah, there should be a line item in your proposals going. So you'll have your monthly retainer and then there should be a line item for physical face-to-face workshops, which, which we actually talk about. And it is a matter of I think first and foremost, educating your client what this relationship is going to be like. It's about setting expectations, expectations around so many number of things, really, from communication to what your process looks like. Yeah, so really it is important to do workshops with prospects and clients because they're a great way of educating people. There's nothing like um, face-to-face communication. We know that seeing people's eye movements, if they're disagreeing with you, um, it's hard to do that on the phone or seeing they're nodding their head and we all know that wonderful feeling which um, you and I as as trainers and educators love as well, that aha light bulb moment when they don't even have to say anything, but they you can tell they get it, understand it, they've joined the dots. That's a wonderful feeling. It's very, very difficult to get that. Not, not impossible on telepresence or video conferencing, but it is more challenging. So best thing you can do is just, you know, why it's really important to do workshops is number one, it's going to be for education. And that definitely communicating that education in person is a better way to do it. With um, new relationships, if it perhaps is something that you're starting a monthly retainer with a client, it can help you build rapport. They get to know you. There's coffee breaks. There's tea breaks. They get to chat. That helps you strengthen the relationships in, for in times ahead that you you know you can chit chat. It's really good to do that. And um, we all know that face to face is a better experience. So anytime you can do it, and we'll show you different ways of making that happen. Workshops for me are they're definitely one of my favorite uh, ways of working uh, in the inbound methodology to get that message across. And in the past, you and I have spoken about doing telepresence conversations and involving everybody on a screen. Today, we're talking almost exclusively 
about doing things in person. That's right, yeah, definitely, where possible. It's really hard to tell a presence for a coffee break. You could <laughs> technically do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about why workshops are so good for agencies. We know that it's important for the client to build yep. rapport, to further the way that you're going to work together. On the back end of that conversation, let's gather the agencies who are who are listening today and say, hey, guys, in addition to how good it is for the clients, here's why this is very good for you. Yeah, so as an agency, especially the more mature guys or anyone who's been in digital media or digital marketing for a long time, they kind of get a little bit stale. If you don't get out and in front of new people and get asked new questions or even questions you've heard before in a different way, um, you can get a bit rusty. So doing workshops keeps you sharp. It keeps you reminding you that, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who still know nothing about inbound. You know, in the scheme of the world, I don't know how many billions of people, is it 6.5 billion or whatever getting it is in the there. world? Getting up there, yeah. yeah. We, we only have 20 thousand 23,000 HubSpot customers in the world so you know even if you double that with people who knew about inbound or tripled it that's still a very small number of the world's population who know about inbound but when you're in your agency and you're talking about it every day you do get into the habit of thinking that everyone knows everything and you start to use a bit of uh, internal jargon and it doesn't keep you sharp first tip I say to people is going even if the topic's really elementary to you, get out there and do a workshop about it. You will, ch you will be challenged, and that's good. Workshops are also good for an agency in the prospecting stage if they're like, they're not sure if they actually want to work with a client on a long-term basis. They have um, you know, a bit of a gut feeling that maybe things aren't right, maybe the budget's there and maybe the time is there, but there's something kind of not clicking right the thing i recommend is organize a workshop say you're going to do a persona workshop or a content audit or whatever the workshop is make it a half a day or a day and get in front of them and find out what is giving you that iggly feeling about them and there will be something it'll be one person that's um, resisting or there'll be something there so definitely helping you qualify a good fit um, for a pre-sale workshop is a really good thing to do yeah. Another one is strengthening relationships. For a workshop, if you've, things go wrong on retainers all the time. You know, just like, I've been on somebody calls, you have too, Alex, where they're like, oh, something went wrong. Yep. Oh, it's that business, you know. Nothing is ever perfect. Life is not perfect. But if you've started off the relationship and you've been in front of them in a workshop and they've had this really positive experience with you, you can get over the bumps and lumps that come up in a retainer. So when something goes wrong, they'll remember that you've got a strong relationship. So it helps you keep that, those um, communication paths open because you've met with them face to face. And the workshop gives them a positive start. So say three, four, five months in, something terrible happens. It's not all going up in the air. You've rounded it out. So it's all good. Oh, the other thing with that as well is like when you're in the workshop, if you think that there's potholes, which they will come up all the time, you could actually see them in the workshop probably come up quickly than you would if you didn't have the workshop. Things like there might be one particular person on the marketing team who's a little bit resistant to inbound or a little bit opinionated or a little bit dominant. And you can see that mm, that person's going to be challenging in the future. I got to watch them. Yeah. Even if you're in a prospecting yeah. situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you get into those talks and you discover, oh, this person is going to try to strong arm me at every point, address that early. Don't wait for three months to roll around to discover that you've backed yourself into a corner and you can't get anything done and we've wasted a lot of people's time and money. 
use these uh -huh. workshops to anticipate those potential plot potholes. I almost said plot holes. They're kind of like, <laughs> they're kind of like plot holes. Engage, engage with those early. Have those conversations early. Air that out. Don't give that person the opportunity to undermine you. Yeah. Get in front of it. Yep, yep. Let them speak, get their opinion, and go, yep, that's great. I hear you. That's, sometimes they just need to be heard. You know, let them hurt, let them be heard. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's how you want it. And then the final one, why workshops are really important for agencies and my personal favorite is cash flow. Mm. A big problem with agencies that can happen, sometimes it's, um, it's um, very difficult to predict your revenue, can't forecast sometimes. But having said that, even with retainers, you know, every now and again, there'll be some months that, the insurance is due and you, all of a sudden your cash flow is a little bit tight again. So for projects, I um, personally feel for workshops are a great way of keeping your cash flow healthy. If you have a workshop and it's like anywhere between a grand and a half or five grand, up to five grand a day or whatever your day fee is, if you have one of those in the diary every month, that's a lot of revenue that piles up over a year. It gives you, it's profitable money. It's very little outlay on it, making sure you get your expenses covered. And I'll talk about that later on. But cash flow, definitely the top tip, that main reason that they should have it apart from the other five ones. Yeah, we'll talk about pricing, how to price these out for a given sure. situation in, in a couple of minutes here. But to yep. recap on why these work workshops are so good for agencies in particular, in addition to the way that it helps your clients, it keeps you sharp. It gives you an established process so you can think really hard about the way your content is developed because it's fun to get in a room and brainstorm ideas, both with your own team and with clients. It keeps you very sharp. It helps you qualify the lead if they are still a prospect. You can understand how they work and the way that they function and whether or not it's going to be a good working relationship if you do sign them up. Mm -hmm. Another point that you brought up was strengthening the relationship if it already exists so you can reinforce the decisions and conversations you had had with a client in the past, if this is perhaps your 18 month review workshop with them, it just gets everybody back on the same page. You can get out in front of potholes and these are potentially quarterly upkicks in cash flow. Yep, these are opportunities to make a little bit of extra money that are not recurring. Well, they are kind of recurring, but it's an injection of some amount of money every yep. once in a while, every three months. It's great. They can be. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to conversations around when you should mm. run a workshop. We mentioned that you can do it at the beginning of the relationship. You also yep. can do it at a year or at a year yep. and a half or every quarter. Let's yep. talk about that a little bit. When should you do a workshop? Yeah, so, you know, we're picking all the questions we've been getting asked over the years about workshops and when is one that we, we get over and over again. So just some ideas around that would be, number one, it'd be like before a retainer starts. So the retainer is signed up, the proposal's been signed, the SLA service level agreement, which we spoke about before, that's all been signed. And the retainer is about to start. And we know when you're working in your own agency for the client, there's a lot of back-end work that needs to be done. Getting user logins, getting social media logins, getting a setup, doing the tech setup of HubSpot and the portal. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done that can take a bit of time. The thing that I recommend is get in front of the client and do a workshop before the retainer starts. There's going to be some setup things going on, but it's a really good way of getting a quick win. Qualify the client. If you're actually not working with them full time, you can qualify them in or you can qualify them out. Mm -hmm. So you can actually, before even a retainer starts, you can get in for them. So that's a really good one. You could do it as a kickoff for the retainer. That's the, what I was just alluding to there. It's like, they actually have a kickoff for the retainer and you can get a whole lot of work done. It's the best way to start a retainer. 
in that meeting, you can get a lot of things like buyer personas and content. And we talk about format later on of actually how you would structure that kickoff meeting. Yeah, we did a whole we did a whole episode about that a couple of mm. weeks ago. And if you want to go right, back yeah. and hear about how to run that initial meeting, getting over that, oh, how do we get around this obstacle and talk to our first client and get over that icky imposter syndrome feeling, you can go back and listen to that episode. I think it was. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I think it was number three. Uh, so go, think, go back yeah. through your timeline on your podcast device and uh, find that one about overcoming imposter syndrome. Exactly. That's a good one. Again, in line with that cash flow conversation, adding it in as a line item. So if you've got a 12-month retainer with your client, you can add in a kickoff workshop and then a quarterly workshop as a line item. And so that should be like you are going to have your monthly meetings you're going to have your weekly calls with the little bits and bobs that need to be done, your monthly meetings, which talk about the numbers and what's going well, what needs to be changed. But the quarterly check-in, this is for, for the bigger conversations where it's like, oh, you know, we had three buyer personas, but we really should drop it to two. You could have a day, a half a day to just sort of check in. You might then at the end of it, you could do at the end of a retainer, if you're either wrapping things up, they're self-sufficient or they're moving on, you should get back in and do an, a workshop at the very end, handing over accounts, details, like all that kind of stuff. Show face, even if things were a little bit tough, you might find you'll end up laughing about things and just getting over it. <laughs> so you never know. It's, it's just owning up to it and just not being, you don't be hiding from these things because it's not going to make things easier. But for me, I just say anytime. But he goes, you know, the moment any of the why questions come back up, that's when they need to be serviced. Like, ring me anytime and I'll do work. <laughs> I think the anytime point, the anytime point is fantastic because if you ever need a spot check of, do we need to get in front of these people? Do we need yeah. to have a longer day? Go down the list and say, they need to be brought up to speed. They need to be re-educated on their expectations or they need to be re-educated on social media. Or we That's need right. to yeah. open up the avenues of communication again. We have regular calls, but they feel hesitant getting in contact with us. Yeah. We need to open up communication again. Should we do a workshop? Yeah, that's as good a reason as mm -hmm. any. We don't have a great rapport. A new person came on at the client and we haven't yeah. met them. Should we do a workshop? Yeah, of course, anytime, do it. We need to get face-to-face -face yeah. experience with them. Yes, we haven't done it in a long time, yeah. do it. Don't feel hesitant to do these things because as we're gonna talk yeah. about in a moment, everybody is going to get a great return on the investment of getting everybody into the same room because now you and I are gonna talk a little bit about pricing for yeah. the workshops. Absolutely. Pricing, huge one again, I, I just get asked all the time. And the pricing is just like your pricing of the retainer. It is relevant to the client. It's, it has to be in relation to what is the lifetime value of a client to that client. I use a really simple example all the time of an accountancy firm. As an agency, I want to be hired by an accountancy firm to do their inbound marketing. You have to ask them the question is, how much does an average client spend with them? And they might say, 10 grand a year is our average small business client spends with our accountancy firm. How many years do they stay with you? Oh, well, once they come in, they end up staying 10 years. Okay, so one customer is potentially worth 100 grand to you. Agreed? Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so how many customers would you like us to help you get? And they go, we'd love you to help you get 10 new clients. 10 new clients at 100 grand. So we would like to add a million dollars onto your bottom line. Is that what we're here to do? And the agency agrees and the accountancy firm agrees. 
Now you're gone from a 10 grand customer to a million dollar conversation. That's relative to them. You have to find that lifetime value of a customer. It's a very important. So when you go back to the accountancy firm and you say, we'd like you to spend 10% of this million invested in your inbound marketing to get these extra 10 clients a year, is that okay? They're like, yeah, because you're having a million dollar conversation. Next minute, you're having a hundred grand retainer conversation instead of picking at mice for a grand a month. Do you know what I mean? Always dig into that. And then once you get their understanding of how much they want to spend on their marketing, that's how you price your retainer. So next minute, your retainer could be anywhere between five and 10 grand a month, depending. And then you've got your HubSpot license. And then in relation to that, I always say, whatever your monthly retainer is, you might have three different packages. You should make your workshops relative to your monthly retainer. If your monthly retainer is on average between two and a half to five and a half grand, then your workshop, your one day workshop should be that price. It should be between one and a half to five and a half grand. It should be in line with your monthly retainer price. You've also got to really remember that it is just for the workshop. I have been caught on this before. <laughs> Where is the workshop? <laughs> Where is the workshop? And man, you cannot imagine the costs that pile up. Yeah, so that's one thing you really definitely should um, remember with this is just be able to go, don't presume that the workshop is going to be in a particular place. If you're speaking to them and they're down the road and then they're going, oh, we thought you were going to do the workshop, the workshop at the, our conference this year. Where's the conference? Vegas. Oh, great. So next uh, minute, you you don't know. So you should always say that's the workshop and then expenses will sit on top of that. Because then if it isn't in their office, if it isn't somewhere you can drive to and from your own home, do you have to fly overnight to be fresh and present and ready? Do never fly the morning of a workshop ever, ever, ever. I don't care. You've got to build in expenses to that. So, And then you have to outline that going, who's paying for this? Are they going to hire the room? Where is the room? Is the room in their office? Is the room in the hotel? These things are just a very part of the pricing. So always remember, whatever your pricing is, is the price of you standing up and delivering the content in a room. And then everything else, who pays for the room? How do you get to the room? Who provides the food for the people in the room? All needs to be decided and agreed between you and the client. Be clear with this. Go forward and say, here's what's gonna cost us to do this. Here's what it's going to cost yep. to be in the room. Here is this. And yep. instead of establishing suspicion that, hey, I bet these guys are just running this workshop because they wanna rip us off. No, you've already had that conversation with the client because they already know, oh yeah, yeah we're having a million dollar conversation over the course of a couple of years. That's right. And the retainer is this amount of money for one year, month to month it's this. Yeah. And therefore, this one conversation that could potentially cost you $5,000 to sit and speak with this client is going to be in service of turning that couple of hours that you spend into millions of dollars. Draw those connective threads, yep. everything will be fine. Yeah, so as the agency, you're always going, we're here as an agency to help you get 10 new clients over the next year. 10 new clients means a million dollars to your bottom line. We are having a million dollar conversation. Everything that we do for you, every landing page, every tweet, every Facebook is around getting you a million dollars into your business. Yeah. It's a bigger conversation. Then the five grand workshop doesn't seem that much. Yeah. You know. And let's play a little lightning round game, the topics you could potentially have a workshop on because they aren't necessarily just around building a persona at the beginning yeah. of a, that is one thing that you could have a workshop on, yeah. but I'm gonna fire off a couple of terms here and you say yes or no on what you could have a workshop on. 
SEO. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yes. Bl blogging. Um, definitely blogging. Um, you know, from the start going, are, what, do you like the blog? You know, do you kind of audit the blog that you've got yourselves? If they have one, if they don't have one, why? Um, personas around that, keywords around that. Absolutely. We talked about social media. We can do a workshop yep. on social media. On any Over components of that. Yeah, but even more basic than that, it could be LinkedIn for business. It could be everyone in the sales team has got their LinkedIn's are all over the shop. They're not using it effectively. They're not publishing on it. They've got inconsistent messaging. It could be, it doesn't even have to be as high as that. It could be just something basic like LinkedIn for business. Email marketing. Yeah. Is it working? The emails in the past, what are the conversion rates? You know, an audit of the actual emails that are out there. Should they be using email marketing for everything? Probably find some businesses need to stop. <laughs> they need to stop quickly and they need to think of other to of their tools. Right. You might be three quarters of the way through a annual retainer with a client mm -hmm. and you look at your database of contacts. You look at it and you know that there is some value there. Yeah. You know that you should prioritize that as a resource. Have an entire workshop around doing email marketing to those leads. Imagine the value you could spin from that. So if you say, oh, we don't have enough to talk about for our third quarterly workshop, you will always be able to find something that you could do this on. You can always, it doesn't matter. If the topic for you as an agency is not important. If they have a need and they have budget to spend on it, spend it. Um, I have this great story which I've talked about in my getting prospects to pay. When I was looking after an agency in Brisbane and um, Australia, the girl rang me and she was going, oh, I've had this law firm ring me and they want to do, they want a LinkedIn for lawyers workshop. And I was like, okay. And she was like, but that's not very inboundy, is it? And I was going, well, it's okay. It, not everything is inbound because there's only a few people who know about it. And I was like, well, how much are they going to give you? And she's like, two and a half grand for half a day. And I was like, take the money take and the let money. do the workshop. Do you know what I mean? And she goes, but I don't know where to start. And that's where the whole idea came up. I went, well, it's easy. You take this material, you organize who's paying the room, what's the room. And we worked it out. We brainstormed together. Anyway, it turns out through that workshop, she uncovered a larger opportunity for a retainer. She ended up working with them on a long-term basis. And through that workshop, she actually wrote a book, LinkedIn for Business. We can put the link in there. It's up on Amazon. And it just, she went, oh, I really understood that a lot of people didn't know about this. And it uncovered a new business opportunity. And she's now got a book up on Amazon about it. Because that is the value of the communication and the face-to-face -face experience. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Should you take the money? You should take the money. Totally take the money all the time. Couple remaining topics that you could have your workshop on marketing automation. Again, implementing some tools, whether within HubSpot or Remove, to yep. automate all the process that you have for its for email, yep. for publishing, for social. It could be a workshop entirely built around assembling a campaign and agreeing that that the content that you are putting forward is in service of getting leads within a particular persona. That's, that's right. An entire, yeah. That's an entire workshop that you could do. Let's move on to a question around the format for the workshop itself. We've kind of touched upon it where we say we get everybody in the room, we get all the major stakeholders. We've mentioned that it might just be for a morning. It might be yeah. a full day affair. Let's talk about the format. Who is the audience attending? Yeah, so this is a big one. You need to find out who is actually coming. What I suggest, so for example, for a kickoff, and, and I'll use this as well, I will reference. We, we do know I'm probably one of Marcus Sheridan's 
biggest fans, and I have been to see his. Can you provide a, a, a ten-second introduction without fangirling too hard of who Marcus Sheridan is? <laughs> oh, okay. Marcus Sheridan had a pool. Well, has a pool company, and that's how we found him by marketing. About eight or nine years ago, he was struggling in his pool business. Started blogging about it. Realized that inbound marketing was uh, working for his pool business. His pool business just blossomed then and became um, extremely successful and then he through that he started to realize that he liked teaching people about inbound marketing and now he does workshops for agencies on how to do workshops <laughs> so he and I've been to see that so he's a great guy the sales lion if you um, want to look at his blogs or his material look it up. Um, but yeah, so he, one of the tips that I took from him upon um, many of the workshops that I've done, one of the um, lots of tips that I got was when you're doing a, a workshop, especially if you're doing, for example, a kickoff workshop. So if it's just a buyer persona, if it's a one of the topics individually, the audience attending, you need to know who they are and you need a bit of a background on them. You should be looking them up on social media, like you should be checking all of that before you get in the room. For the kickoff workshop, you should have all parties in the room. So ideally, if you're starting a relationship with a retainer client, you get everyone in the room, you have got to have to get the CEO in the room, sales and marketing directors, all the sales and marketing people, and you make it for one full day. You know, So what you can do is, that's okay, you're going to get everyone in the room for the first hour, right? So for the first hour, it's all about this is our agency, this is what we're going to do for you, this is our goals, we're trying to get you, you know, this million dollars or whatever the big prize is. And the CEO and the sales marketing directors are all there in the first hour and they can just go, right, I get this, this is why this agency is here. You can then release those people, the CEO and the directors, they're busy people, they can go out of the room fully in the knowledge that they know what your agency is doing. Then you're going to spend the morning working with sales and marketing, aligning them together and getting them on the same page when it comes to buyer personas and the problems of those buyer personas, keywords that those buyer personas are going to be looking at. So that's all. And then the salespeople can leave in the afternoon knowing that marketing is helping them bringing sales leads. You know, that's what their job is. And they all go off and they're fine. And then the afternoon can be all around execution getting the buyer personas into the dashboard, getting the keyword research done, coming up with content, blog, ebook, video, all that content ideas, the action can be in the afternoon. That's how I would see, and that's Marcus's as well, that's how you would roughly see a kickoff inbound retainer workshop running in a whole day session. Everybody in the room, start with mm -hmm. the most relevant parties and get really high level view for what you mm -hmm. are going to do. Let them go, That's right. let them go about their day, then have a really strong conversation with sales and marketing to discuss persona, MQLs, SQLs, make That's sure right. that they understand how the marketing that you are going to put forth is going to fill the coffers for the That's sales right. team. Then the sales folks after lunch can go off and do their thing while you yep. stay in the room with the marketing team. You can even start developing persona research specifically or content or start brainstorming keywords, start putting together your yep. campaign right then and there. Yep. And all of the conversation around, why are we here? Okay, the higher ups have buy-in. Okay, the sales team understands what it is the marketing team is going to start bringing in. And then you get into yep. the afternoon and you even start developing that content with the marketing team. Again, all in person, all in the same place together, all on the same page. Go back and yep. listen to our episode around how to have that conversation with the marketing team so you can all figure out what it is that you're going to do together. Yeah. This is why I always say making a good substantial cost for the workshop 
means the CEO will get in the room. So when the marketing director is calling the CEO and going, I need you in this room for this workshop. If the workshop's free, the CEO is then going to see value in it. If the workshop is five grand, the CEO's going, I want to see what this five grand is going to get me. They have to be charged for, otherwise there won't be any understood or recognized value for it. You can't get the room and you can't get salespeople off a call for nothing. Even if it's for them to exercise their egos and want to come in and say, how is this going to cost us this amount of money? And they leave the room going, these guys are going to deliver us so many good leads. It's going to make my Correct. job a million times easier. I'm going to have the best quarter of my career. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to happen. That's why you always, yeah, that's why you always go making sure your agency reminds the client at any possible time, we're here to make you more money. While we are talking about the format for this meeting mm. and really putting the best foot forward and impressing everybody and making them understand why it is costing five grand and catering costs to get everybody yeah. in the room, you really, really need to know a couple of things. Where is this event going to be? What is yeah. your agenda going to be? That's when right. You yeah. Let people know when the coffee breaks are going to be. If it's going to be at a different location, where are people going to park? Yeah. What are you going to feed them at lunchtime? Mm -hmm. How yeah. is the room going to be set up? Do you have the right whiteboards? Do you have yeah. the right? This is another thing that Marcus Sheridan brought up. Do you have the right number of chairs in the room? Yeah. He's got a really good tip. You ha never have empty seats in your workshop. If there's 10 people coming for the workshop, there's 10 seats. You don't have empty chairs. So I, it's a psychology thing. I don't know the actual ins and outs of it, but I can imagine myself if I was sitting in a workshop and there was an empty seat, I would be losing my train of thought and thinking who was meant to be there. Yeah. Um, you, you can never over communicate when it comes to a workshop. Tell people what food will be there, what type of food, do they need gluten free, how to park, where to park, putting a map down. You know, people are already uncomfortable. They're going to be doing something. They've gone, oh, workshop. Oh, do I have to do role player? You know, they're already going to be hesitant. So just take away all of that. Tell them, all the information you could possibly do, you can never over communicate. And then a big thing from your technology side of things is who is going to do the technology? How big is the room? Do you need a microphone? Do you need a telepresence? Do you need WebEx? Are people going to be dialing in? How is the projector going to work? So if you're in a hotel, they might have a person who does that. If you're um, on your own or in their office, is there someone in their office? So connect with a technical person um, before that. That way you don't get stuck looking yeah. like you don't have your act together. Again, yeah. there's a little bit of performance art in this. Totally. To make sure yeah. that you I think everybody. Yeah, totally. And then other thing as well, which I always recommend is you should definitely visit the room you're doing at the workshop before you do the workshop. Okay, so if you fly, if you have to fly to another location, you're coming in the night before, go to the room the night before. Walk the room, speak in the room. Is it echoey? You know, see how the room is, get comfortable with it. If it's um, a meeting, if it's in a meeting room in the office that you're going in and out of all the time, like your client, go and organize it and go, look, I just want to be in the room and just set it up and understand. So get comfortable with the room. Don't walk in as a surprise. Yeah, you don't want to walk in there and find out it smells funky yeah or it's just you're like oh i didn't think the chairs would be set up that way you know just silly things they'll yeah. put you off <laughs> now let's have a quick little conversation around the content for the workshop itself obviously sure. we know that we need an agenda obviously we are putting forth the thoughts around what success looks like yep. you want to put forth that statement by the end mm -hmm. of this workshop about social media 
my goal for you is for everybody to understand what a successful tweet looks like. Of course, that's a boilerplate statement yeah. that I'm saying. Does that, you have to say, does everybody understand that? Are we all on the same page? Yeah. Do you all agree that that is the point of why we are here to get today? We are all here today yeah. to figure out how we can make you a million dollars. Correct. Yeah. So even if the workshop is titled Twitter for Business, and that's up on the PowerPoint presentation, you still have to ask people, I'm just going to tell you why we're here. We're here to talk about how Twitter can make your business better. Specifically, this is what I would like you to be able to do. When you walk out of here, you've got three new ways of updating your Twitter profile to help you get more business. Do you agree? Does anyone want anything more of that? Oh, no, I want five tips. Okay, let's see if we can get you five. Or someone goes, I thought we were here to learn about how to do business with Twitter. Well, right. Okay, let's right. address that. So whatever, you see how even, the, even if what we will go, that's a straightforward title. No, it isn't actually. That's the Twitter business manager and he thought he was here to learn how to do more business with Twitter. <laughs> so it has to be clearly stated at the beginning. Stabilize everybody. Get everybody on the same page. In terms Absolutely. Of get everyone. Yeah. That's the first and thing the other, you do. If you can be as clear as possible with this, you also want to remove as much jargon as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the big thing that we, the minute somebody reads a blog, HubSpot blog post or like comes in touch with our company, we provide so much information about so many different topics. The likes of us, I know I'll put my hand up, I'm the most guilty person. I use way too much jargon because I just think everyone knows what MQLs and SQLs are and you know, inbound this, that and the other. And then I have to remind myself they don't. The big thing I would say when you're going into a room with a workshop is pace yourself. We know too much as inbound experts and you are an inbound expert. Even if you're a partner and you just signed up and you've just done one campaign for your agency, you are more expert than the people in the room. Remind yourself of that and go back to basics. Don't use too much jargon. Whatever you thought you were going to share in the workshop, drop it down to like 15%. We're going to cover Twitter for business and we're going to cover these 15 topics. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to start with one and a half of those. You're going to get in and go really good on one and a half. And then you can build in more depending on the knowledge level of the room. And that's really important. What you think you're going to do in a workshop, drop it right down and build it as you're going along with the workshop. Drop the knowledge down. Don't overwhelm people let it be an organic conversation as opposed to them being lectured at because not only do people not like that and it puts them on the defensive it puts you in a situation where you could lose the audience very early if totally you start talking about we're gonna talk about 100 things not today you're not you're gonna talk about 15 things and you're if gonna you're let them understand yeah. why these particular things are yeah. so important the other element that i think we should touch upon here is it's something that you mentioned early on around the definitions for certain terms or not it's not yeah. jargon anymore it's about why are we talking to you about yeah. this topic I'm Johnny, the Twitter expert. I'm Janie, the landing page expert yeah. at the client. Why are we listening to you, Cloda? Why are we listening to you, yeah. Alex? Why are we having this conversation with you in particular? That's right. Say the marketing director has hired you to do this workshop and they know you, they know your expertise. They've seen your LinkedIn account. They've been in meetings with you. They are comfortable taking your advice. When you stand up in a room full of people, every single time you do this, they don't know who you are. I think you know this yourself when you're sitting listening to somebody that you don't know what their expertise is. You are sitting there a little bit of the time going, why are they talking to me? Huh, what do they what do they know? Who are they? Who's that can be this standing guy? Up? Yeah, exactly. 
So the thing you should do is just level everyone and going, the reason I'm the person up here doing this Twitter for Business Workshop is because this is what I've done in the past and this is how I'm going to help you in the future. And that takes that question out of their heads going, why do they know so much? Who are they? So they can get that question, and go, oh, that's why they're at the top of the room. Great, I get that. So that's a huge big tip is, you know, never presume and just say, I'm here to help you and why I'm here to help you is because I've done all this work in the past. This is why I'm the best person today to stand up here and this is how you're going to feel at the end of this. I'm going to help you with these things. You could use that to shepherd conversation as well. Yep. You can yeah. say, we're going to talk about buyer persona today. Let's hear what you know about buyer personas. How far have you yeah. gotten in that process at your team? Who's the, who here is the expert uh, yeah. on, on that topic? Oh, cool. It's Jimmy. Jimmy, tell me a little bit. What do you do when you approach the buyer persona? Let's write that down. Anybody else have thoughts on that? Let's write that down as well. Yeah. So in addition to the first question, which, you know, when you, the minute you see someone standing up in front of your room, it's gone, hmm, who are they? The next question I have, it's like, is around the topic. The things that the little voices in people's heads, they're going, oh, buyer personas. Oh, that's just a load of rubbish. I know I've done them before in my last company and blah, blah, blah. And they're off in a conversation. Meanwhile, you're up at the top of the room talking and they're not listening to you so I always and every this is like my personal top tip <laughs> having done many many types of workshops is to at the very beginning is let everyone as you know with the, within reason talk in the room if it's a very large room it's going to be difficult to do that so you might get asked people to put their hands up but if it's a room of 10 people you can say I'm here to talk about buyer personas this is the goal I have for you about buyer personas and then you can say tell me What's the first thing that comes into your mind when I say buyer personas? And have some whiteboard with butcher's paper or something beside you to write their th thoughts down. This is really going to help you level the room. You're going no matter what crazy answers they come out with, just go, yeah, that's great. Can I write that down? Even if it's the wrong answer, get their heads empty. They have talked first. Write it up or just acknowledge it and then turn it around and go, look, I've listened to you now about what you thought about buyer personas. We're going to come back to this at the end of my workshop, but for the next 40 minutes, half an hour, two hours on the topic of buyer personas, I'd like you to listen to my version and how we're going to do it for your company. Is that okay? And you'll see people nodding. You listen to them. Now it's their turn. Now you've just eliminated their heads about who you are. They feel calm and they're ready to listen to you. And they've had their thoughts about buyer persona instead of waiting till the end. And then you can come back to it at the end. And I, I always give this analogy of a, a talk I did in London last year. And it was when I said, what does everyone think about inbound marketing? One guy flew his hand up and he goes, I think inbound marketing is spam. I was like, great. I hadn't even started the talk yet. And I'm going... Okay, good. Spam. Oh, brilliant. You know, and I put spam down and I did my talk about inbound marketing. And then at the very end, I said, okay, let's come back to what you thought it was and where we are. And I said, okay, do you still think it's spam? And he goes, no, I do not believe it's spam anymore. I now know what it is. And I'm going, okay, phew. So, you, you know, it's a, it's a real way of just making sure people are heard. They've emptied their thoughts so they can listen to you clearly. And you've a promise that you'll go back to the material later on. That's my personal top tip. It's also very scary to do because you're like, uh-oh, what if I un like unlocked a can of worms? You'll get some crazy answers. Take them, acknowledge them, go, thanks for sharing. We'll come back to them. And that is Cloda's Lock of the Week tip. <laughs> Bag that 
one. <laughs> but you brought up something important. You are addressing these in a moment of education. You are speaking yeah. to people and having them share what is already on their mind when it comes to these topics. If you don't yeah. give them that forum, they're oftentimes going to constantly be having an imaginary conversation with you yeah. as you're yeah. speaking because their cup is already full. If yeah. we are talking in Kung Fu cinema, <laughs> cinema terms, you have to allow them to empty the cup so that it can then be refilled with your education. And through that process, they will not feel insulted or undermined. They will no. have learned something and they will understand why you took them through that process. So don't feel as if you are insulting them by educating them on these topics. Let them speak. You are now having a conversation. You can Correct. return to the later on. That's why you are there. You are there yep. to talk to them about these topics, to improve these things. Man, yep. we can all make some money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think we're pretty much at the end here. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover? No, that's it. I think that was pretty good selection there. Like we said at the beginning, I think we we should we need to get on this as a checklist. This is our uh, little to-do that we need to get off with this. <laughs> um, I get asked about workshops pretty much every day in here now. I want to build this into a project, and that syncs up really nicely with the launch of the HubSpot Project Templates tool, which just came out today. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is serendipitous. This is not on purpose. And it's yeah. also not entire, it's, it's also not on purpose that I helped build the style and knowledge for 46 different HubSpot projects and put Whoa. them into the project template tool. Again, this is so you not might a, know this a thing or two about I this. I might know a thing or two about this, but the HubSpot Projects tool is great because it not only allows you to have the instructions on how to complete certain tasks, like perhaps running a workshop with a new client, it also allows you to check items off of the list exactly yeah. the way that we described. The tool also allows you to modify these templates that the HubSpot Academy has built and collaborated with the, with the product tool team here mm -hmm. at HubSpot Go to hubspot.com slash projects or go to academy.hubspot.com. There is a splash page right there and you can learn more about the tool. You cool. can sign up for notifications on this show for the live show at hubspot.com slash agency dash broadcast. This is the agency broadcast show and that's where you can sign up for notifications around it. We are also available on SoundCloud if you just search for agency broadcast and you can also find this podcast on itunes or on your preferred podcasting app all you have to do is go in and search for agency broadcast again i have a really old android app that i use for podcasts punched in right there it showed right up there are a number <laughs> of different ways there are a number of different ways to access the show when you do sign up on itunes subscribe rate and review to bump up the visibility we need to start planning some community episodes as well so we can do some QA in here because I think that would be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Alex underscore crumb. Cloda, do you have any plugs you want to include? I have get inbound is how I am followed on Twitter because <laughs> I, I want agencies to get inbound. So it's a command. <laughs> That's it's my... a command. Get inbound. <laughs> get inbound. 
or get and, out. Get inbound or get out. You got to clench your jaw. You sound like Kirk Douglas. It's like a Terminator, maybe. Thank um, you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, Loda. We will see you all next time. I'm looking forward to it. Bye.